Sunday, Monday, happy gays. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy gays. Thursday, Friday, happy gays. They're best chums. Let's have some fun. Ready to chat with you. These gays of ours. Happy gays. These gays of ours. Happy gays. I'm Jared Hagland. Uh, <laughs> you forgot. Yes. Or was that a subtle way of saying that we're not gay best friends? <laughs> it's over. I hope that's how our friendship ends one day. You just stop. You don't say it. And you just stare me down and just walk out of the room. <laughs> we're gay friends. <laughs> At least that's just a downgrade. It's not like totally over. Oh, no. I can't see us ever being over. I was going to say, or you just, yeah, we are gay. <laughs> walk the fuck out but we are we are gay best friends I feel like I haven't talked to you all week maybe that's why I forgot oh I <laughs> felt we were too distant yeah I haven't yeah. talked to you like at all yeah you've been busy was busy yeah how was your week my week was quite good it was busy with work last night went to a party of one of Zach's work friends and it was out in Port Moody it was like to the T like suburban white it was her 50th birthday amazing food spread i will say she hosted a great party uh and there were certainly some characters there the one thing i had an issue with and it set me off right because it was right on the front door before you walk in it says please leave your shoes on which i hate i hate leaving my shoes on in houses and i feel when a host says to you please leave your shoes on you're like well like you kind of then you're obligated to leave your shoes on they're trying to, I think, be nice, but I think it's an imposition, and I hate it. I was by the meat tray, complaining to Zachary, <laughs> and he said to me that he thinks it might be nice for women. Is it, is it a women thing? Do women go to parties and want to leave their shoes on? I, I never want to leave my shoes on. However, I can see if I'm wearing boots I have to zip up up the side or strappy sandals. When I get dressed, I think about my footwear as well. And it so, was supposed to be, like, part of the party invite that he didn't share with me until we were on the way, so I didn't do this, was, like, dress in your finest. Aww. So a lot of footwear decisions by the women, I'm sure, mm-hmm. were put into play. So in that case, I can see, yes, you want to leave your shoes on. However, even if I'm going to a nice party at someone's house, I still consider, okay, I'm taking my shoes off, and I put on a little black little socklets like cute little socks oh yeah just to keep my feet warm one thing he thought it might be is like because feet bloat and he thought that maybe like for some women it was hard to put their shoes on after yes that i mean that's a real thing thing. that's a real thing yeah that's why they my first thought was are people getting like six months pregnant in here (laughs) no no that's why they say to go buy shoes in the late afternoon between like three and five the most water in your feet yeah I didn't know they say that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they do. I just hate when they ask you to leave your shoes on. Yeah. It's always awkward. So, like, we have, we stay with uh, several different friends in the States. And in America, it's like on the TV. It's a real they thing. They all leave their shoes on. Oh. I, they always say that um, that's how they know the Canadians are here. Because there's shoes by the front door. <laughs> I don't know if we were getting into it now, but you have snacks here. Yes. And I'm hungry. So, oh, yes. Help yourself. Tell me about so, your snacks. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I love me some Lay's salt and vinegar. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're the best salt and vin. They're easy. They're soft. They're easy to eat. Whereas Jerica likes Ms. Vicky's or 
the harder yeah. ones. Thicker, crunchier chip. Yeah, I don't like those because they just, they take longer to eat. She can, normally I let her choose the chips, the salt and vinegar chips, and she asked me if I wanted Lay's, and I said, well, if you're, like, are you having them too, or having your own? Anyway, so she said she had a different snack plan, so she got me the Lay's, and her other snack plan... Thank you, I was going to ask. <laughs> ...was apparently Cheesies, um, Hawkins Cheesies, also a Canadian... Uh, brand and they're also my favorite she's snacking at her cheesies and i'm eating my salt and vin and i and she's like oh if you want some cheesies you can have some so i did have some and i discovered the best combination if you eat hawkins cheesies and lay salt and vinegar chips together or close to each other in time it's it's the best it lessens the acidity of the vinegar okay it lessens the saltiness of the cheesies. Don't know if that's a good thing. But... And heightens the cheesiness. Because you already have so much salt happening, I oh, think. Oh, there's a lot of salt over there in those yeah, bags, I see. Yeah, <laughs> but it like heightens the cheesiness. Were you like sandwiching the cheesy in the chips? Or is it like, I'll have a chip, then I'll have a cheesy? Well, Were they it... in the same bowl? Were you using... I have lots of questions. When it first happened, <laughs> I just happened to... I had a cheesy, and then I had one of my chips again, and I was like, whoa, that this was is your, amazing. That was your eureka moment. So it's been a one, and then... One. So what did you do first? Let's let's recreate the original Ashley snack experience. The first time, I probably had a little cheesy. A little cheesy. Now, if you're not familiar okay. with Hawkins cheesies, maybe you are one of our many international fans. A lot of them look like little clubs that the Flintstones would use. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> it's what I always picture in a delightful cheese dust. Okay. So little cheesy cheese. first. Cheesy cheers. Cheers. Oh, they're mm. so good. Mm-hmm. Okay. I gave you two just to get lots of salt vinegar going on there. Okay. So I'll eat, okay. I'll eat both. And cheese. And I'll put the other cheese again. Mmm. And more chip. That is good. That is a great, like, alternating snack combo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm super mm. down with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I want to know at the same time. So I'm going to sandwich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cheesy. Two cheesies, actually, between two chips, and I'm going to eat it. I had the flavors in my mouth at the same time, and I think that is the winner, possibly. Yeah, that was very good. I don't. I could go either way. Yeah. I like the alternating because it made, like, when you had the cheese, it was cheesier. Mm -hmm. The salt vinegar was more pronounced. But that was a good chip cheesy sandwich. I think that's what I'm going to start doing from now on. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Do you prefer, I, I divide chips into two categories, mm-hmm. acid and base. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you're planning for a party, you need a good mix of both. Mm-hmm. Are you more an acid chip fan, like the salt and vinegar, the dill pickle, or are you more like a base fan, which is, you know, like the barbecues, maybe a sour cream and onion, sour cream and cheddar? If the listener could see my face right now, they would know the answer was I am an acid person. Yeah. Mm. My whole face was probably lit up and I was like salivating at the description. I do like a good sour cream and onion, but like only occasionally. But no, I'm, I love me salt and vin, all dressed, which is also a Canadian classic. So you discovered this combo. Is there any like other weird snack combos or like interesting ones that you love? I'm a pretty basic uh, snack person. Like I put pickles in my grilled cheese. Instead of on top of? I'd say daring, but not revolutionary. Yeah. But daring. <laughs> but otherwise, no. What What about you? I know that you, you were excited to have this conversation. So I have two, I think, that are like some of my personal favorites. You toast an English muffin. Mm-hmm. 
And instead of butter or peanut butter or jam or any of that, you put on on top of it craft coleslaw dressing. So delicious. It's sweet and tangy. It gets into the bubbles. It is one of my favorites. Interesting. Also, you make a big bowl of popcorn. You make about four or five Eggo waffles. You cut up the waffles. You put it in the popcorn and toss it with maple syrup. I don't think I like the sounds of that one. Why not? It's, I don't like what, su- what I don't, is not to like I don't love sweet it's delightful like I would Sorry. package that so, and sell it I think I missed a step what happens to the waffles you chop them up and put them in with the popcorn huh so you're getting bites of waffle and popcorn sticky oh it's a little sticky uh. a little a little sticky <laughs> it's time for uh what you watching slash reading slash listening slash putting in you so, uh, what you watching slash listening slash reading slash putting in you, Ashley? Last night, I finally saw Mary Poppins Returns. I cried when I, when I saw the original, the first trailer for Mary Poppins Yay! Returns. Is that me? That was just a yay. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, you cried. Um, because I was so excited. I love Mary Poppins. I love the original. I love that it's not just a reboot and redoing that storyline. That shocked me when I found that out. I thought it was like mm-hmm. a re remake that's what they call them yeah, i thought it was right. a remake but it's a sequel yeah i cried so many times i cried in the first 10 minutes i cried within the first hour and then i cried at the very very end and i knew i was going to i could feel it building when it was getting closer to her closer to time for her to go um spoiler alert everyone knows my problem is to leave <laughs> maybe this time she stays and marries the chimney sweep so, does Mary Poppins not age? No. But you never talk about a woman's age, Michael. Oh, I'm going to guess that's it. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, you, so you really liked it. It wasn't a disappointing reboot or not anything like that? Oh my gosh. No. Sorry. I just like, I can't even. So it's a whole new family? No. It is the children of the first one as adults now. Oh. And Michael, the brother has his own kids but he's just lost his wife in the past year that's not a spoiler that's like in the trailer okay um and so things are kind of falling apart and mary poppins arrives and like one of the lines in the trailer that was so good was because you already know from the trailer that the wife had died and then mary poppins someone's like what are you doing here and she says i'm here to take care of the banks children and the michael's kids say us and she's like oh yes you too and it's so sweet because it's like, oh, she's here to take care of Michael and Jane. Oh, that is kind of sweet. So I haven't watched a lot of it yet, but I'm super excited. The new season of Grace and Frankie is out. Yes. Do you watch Grace and Frankie? I do watch Grace and Frankie. I love Grace and Frankie. I have not watched the new season yet. Well, for those of you who don't watch Grace and Frankie, go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And also no, it is an amazing show with Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Martin Sheen, and Sam Worthington. Waterston. Waterston. Fuck. Sorry. That's okay. He's the least well known. <laughs> but one of the funniest. Um, it's a, The premise is they were, the two men were longtime business partners. These were their wives that did not get along but had to spend a bunch of time together. Turns out the two of them, the two guys, gay, sleeping together for years, want to come out and live their lives. And the... Two women, Lily and Jane, are forced to live their lives together as well and find their new path. It is so funny. It is so endearing. I just love a show about older people, and there's so few of them. I love good shows also about older people, friendship, 
female friendship. I love seeing the way that Frankie's character breaks down Grace's... Um, like her guards, her yeah. sh- shield that she's built up through the decades. Yeah, she's very proper and Frankie's very not. And I love seeing that dynamic play out. I think they both grow in in a lot of ways. It's so enjoyable to watch. I wait for it every year. I hope they go on for many more. Me too. And one of the things I always think when watching it, and I don't know, I'm not trying to be condescending to them here, but it's like, I just picture myself, if I were them, like these are people who have had like amazing careers. Mm -hmm. They could die tomorrow and there's a good chance they're going to be, they're going to be one of the bigger players in an award show memoriam. Like they've earned that spot in the death slideshow. And they're at a point, they're all like 70, and they have a hit show. Like, did they ever think that they would get this kind of success and excitement around a TV show project? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, it always excites me thinking about it. I bet Lily Tomlin never thought she would be a hit show again. No, she was probably just like, okay. Yeah, she was fine. She yeah. you know, made history. Ugh, I love Lily Tomlin. She I... is one of three women to have ever won a Grammy for comedy. Do you know the other two? I do not. Do you want to guess? Kathy Griffin. Yes! Oh my god, yes. I knew she was like important for a reason. That's the one I didn't think you'd get because that one's a little more off the wall. Oh yeah, I I love Kathy Griffin. Uh, but I won't be able to guess the other one. She's very famous. She's hosted the Oscars. Ellen. No. <laughs> Has she hosted the Oscars or am I getting on my no, Ellen, shows Ellen, mixed up? Ellen's hosted the Oscars. <laughs> she was married to Ted Danson. I saw her recently. I'm sorry. My brain's drawing a blank mostly because like now I'm just like, I have so many clues. I should know it. And now um, my brain is just running around saying, you should know this. You should know this. You should know this. Molly, you in danger, girl. (laughs) Molly. You don't know Oh, God. Um, We don't have to play these games, Jared. Just say it. No, no, no. You are getting more. Um, Molly Ringwald. My God. My God. Talking about my God. God. Don't put your phone down. Put your phone down. (laughs) I don't know her name. You are getting it. You are going to get it. Um, This is not an exciting segment for anybody. Oh, this is so exciting for me. All right. um, This one has to give it away. Her first name fills in this blank. Blank cushion. Pin cushion? No. (laughs) No, no, no. Her first name fills in something cushion. Blank cushion. She's black. God, you just saw her. Oh, Whoopi. Yes. Oh Whoopi my God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, that's what so. you're watching slash reading slash listening slash putting in, yeah. Oh, you got a friend in me. Yeah, you got a friend in me. So the big thing happening over the past month, and I thought it was going to die down, so I never brought it up for the podcast, but it hasn't. It's still a thing, and I want to talk about it. What is it? The 10-year challenge. Oh, my God. So (laughs) I noticed you didn't post any pictures. I'm very weird about what I post on Facebook and very selective, so I didn't do that one. Okay. Well, that's fair. We're going to talk about it, though. Okay. Um, I I, I personally, I love digging into... um, the his like into the past and the ten year thing. So, who who were you ten years ago? I just moved to Vancouver from Toronto. Okay. I was I 
think still 10 years ago exactly in like this two and a half month to three month period where I was living with my parents till I found a place and stuff. Okay. I was working as a line cook at IHOP. Ooh. Which consisted mostly of me trying to go into the fridge to eat the half-cooked bacon and the strawberry topping. No. (laughs) And what were your ambitions at the time? It was a big, like, flux point for me. Mm -hmm. I had come back from Toronto because I was sick of living there. Right. I think I was still pursuing comedy as something that I wanted to do. I was also getting interested in politics. Mm. It was in this period that I, like read Jack Layton's books, and was really actually getting into it. Mm-hmm. So I think 10 year ago, Jarrett would look at Jarrett today and be, I think, quite shocked and also impressed. Yeah. I always thought, even in that point, I was resistant to try and move to the career I kind of wanted to because I thought I'd have to go back to school. Mm-hmm. We met someone who was doing a job I thought was cool, and I turned to my mom and I'm like, well, that means I have to go back to school. And I ended up doing that job and going yeah. beyond it. Yeah. Like doing stuff, traveling campaigns, working and th- doing things that I never thought would be possible for me 10 years ago. So I think, yeah, 10 year old, 10 year ago, Jared would be very impressed, shocked that he's married with all the love for Zach I have. That's still a shock to me sometimes. It's not something I ever imagined myself doing in life. Yeah. But I think generally he'd be impressed and pretty, pretty happy with what he saw. Good. Well, that's good. How about you? 10 years. Okay. So... 10 years ago, I was 19. I'm trying to think of the timeline exactly correctly. Um, and I think within this year is when I broke up with my university boyfriend mm. um, and moved in with two of my best friends and had like the time of my life. It was awesome. We all worked for a student union together. Like one person was staff and two of us were elected. It's probably a count now. No, the staff was, like, not related to our positions at all, so not a conflict. <laughs> no conflict. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. We ate a lot of Mr. Noodles. Um, I don't think I was, at the time, I was very anti-partisanship. I think I still probably wanted to be a teacher, maybe wanted to go into marketing at that time. I moved my degree around a lot. This is not, I, I was a real floater in university. Mostly <laughs> I was, like, really good at being a student union and like running running events and hey that's what like more than half of going to school especially if you're not on a track to do one specific thing Mm -hmm. that's what it's for is to do those extracurriculars and to find yourself outside of it yes so what would that ashley think of this ashley well if that ashley saw this moment in time ashley oh don't don't start getting down on yourself okay Because I, like I, you, you have the right if that is what you choose to do, but well, I do not think that you are in any place that you should be. Okay. Well, okay. Thank you. I, that's, that, thank you. That means a lot. Um, so overall, if she knew Ashley <laughs> <laughs> of now, um, I think she'd be kind of impressed and would probably want to kick her in the ass right now for not like going after some things a little more. Not that I haven't. They just haven't called me. <laughs> I just want to say. I, I was going to get in there and say, well, I think you have. Great. <laughs> so, um, I think overall, impressed with what I have done and not stoked about the current stall in my life. But I think 10 years ago, Ashley would just be intrigued by Ashley of now. Because I also never saw myself getting married. 
Um, Ashley of then was also going through like a very fun phase. And I think she'd be surprised that I am less fun than I was then. That's one actually I didn't say, but I thought of, I think 10 year old, 10 years ago, Jarrett would be like, well, like you are a little, you became a little bit of the man. <laughs> right. Right. Like you're not as yeah. rebellious and off the beaten path that, yeah. that I would have imagined. So 10 years ago. Right. What were you listening to? What music did Ashley love? Okay. Well, I loved Kesha. Kesha was, I think her first album must have dropped in 2008, around then. Maybe. It wasn't 2008, it was probably 2007, but like, maybe we're late to the party, I don't know. But every second Friday, when my roommates and I got paid, for like probably three months we would do this, we would... We would get ourselves some like sparkling wine or beer, get some chips, um, and have a little dance party and listen to. So, 10 years from today, what from, do you imagine? From today, hmm. I imagine this podcast blowing up or traveling the world. <laughs> we now live in Italy Ugh. where all our biggest fans are. We have a show on TV Italia. <laughs> uh, we both got big asses from all the cheese. <laughs> I'm into it. Uh, so 10 years from now, I would be on the uh, the dusk of my 39th year. I don't know. It still feels so young. Like, I, I can't see much different from now. And But this is honestly probably just a point in my life right now where I made a severe shift from one career path into another and then away from that even. And I have a hard time seeing what where is ahead. So honestly, I can't say from that angle where I'll be personally. I I hope that I am super happy and like free spirited. I want to just keep growing in this freeness thing. Uh, I will still have long hair, and it'll all be gray. Uh, for listeners who who haven't followed us on Instagram or don't have Instagram, give them nothing. <laughs> if they haven't followed, they're not worth it. All right, so you you. You just imagine I have a full head of beautiful brown hair and in 10 years, I'll be great. No, <laughs> right now it's going gray about, I think it's probably at 40%. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? What's, what's your. I don't purposely mean to be like Pollyanna about this, but I hope I'm happy. Yeah. And I hope I am as shocked and impressed with where I've gone in 10 years from now as Jarrett 10 years ago would be with me today. Yeah. And I hope I still have all my hair. What are you gonna pick? Topics. Can we talk? Anthony Porowski is hosting an evening at the Vogue Theater during the Just for Laughs Northwest Comedy Festival here in Vancouver in February. And I don't get it. People... Somehow, out of... So, for those who don't know, Anthony Porowski is one of the new Queer Eye 
group. Mm-hmm. He is the um, the cooking one. The food expert. I'm not going to call him a chef. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's not a chef. He, he hasn't He hasn't gone to school for that or anything. He's not a chef. Um, he's just a food expert who can teach you how to chop almonds, slivers. Um, and he sliced a hot dog in half with different toppings, Ashley. Right. He makes guacamole. <laughs> I don't under... Do you, so what is... Do you... Have you... Sorry. Do you know what this evening... Is? Is he a comedian? Well, so the first half of what you said, like Anthony Porowski hosts an evening. Sure, I could see him hosting an evening. Hotel from a back alley, I think we'd all be excited. But at a Just for Laughs festival, it seems so weird. It's supposed to be just for laughs. And it can't just be for that. <laughs> so apparently he's hosting a cooking demo. And in like the show description, it does like say that he's funny. Like they had to put that in. Um, but I don't know. It feels so weird to me. I feel, okay, I feel bad hating on any of them because the whole point of the show is to be loving and blah, 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 kind, friendly, you know, but I just don't get it. I don't get the appeal of him. I listen to other podcasts where he's the guest and I just, I don't get it. I see why of the five of them, he's the one who's touring for a Canadian comedy fest because he's Canadian. Canadian. But I don't think he's a comedian. No. And like a cooking demo, do we all get to cook? No, it's at the Vogue Theater, which is a theater with seats, no tables or anything. Yeah, it's going to be weird to watch. Yeah. Like I get he's pretty. He's probably, eh, maybe not the pretty. He's the stereotypically prettiest of them all, I would say. Yeah. Uh, So I guess he's got that going for him. So maybe he's cooking naked. Probably not, though. And it's still not for laughs. That's what, if he wants to, and if he is able to go around, do cooking demos in theaters, and sell out the seats, I'm fine with that. Mm -hmm. But being part of a comedy festival is, it's outrageous. It's really weird to me. And I hope that some critic attends and says something about it, because I just don't get it. And all I know is, people who like him like him, they're going to go, and they're going to post about it. And they're going to post how funny and great he is and how cute he is. And that's all we're going to see. And I'm not going to get the real picture. And I'm not going to spend money to go see him. Is it one of those things, like, do people in daily situations, like, laugh at pretty people trying to be funny more? Like, not in, like, a stand-up performance sort of way, but just in, like, day-to-day. Do they just give him, like, are they slightly flirting and fawning over them and they just laugh? Yes. Is that his appeal here, then? Yes, I think it is. Because, honestly, he's too good-looking to be an actual comedian. I don't think people want to laugh at pretty people. No. No, because they want them to like them. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That's an interesting perspective. Well, I don't know. But I am not in support of this. I am tired of Anthony being all over the place. I want to hear from any of the other ones, but specifically... Um, Jonathan Van Ness? No. Bobby Burke? Oh, I'm tired of Jonathan Van Ness, too. Like, Who he's isn't? all right, but oh like... Oh. I think Jonathan Van Ness is tired of Jonathan Van Ness. <laughs> JVN. Uh, hey, honey. <laughs> I would like to hear more from Bobby Burke. Seems like he's got a lot going on, but specifically, Tan. Oh, I love Tan. I love Tan. I want to hear him on all the podcasts. Come on our podcast, Tan. Oh, I would watch him talk. Oh, yeah, me too. I, even ex- like, I don't I think would... he belongs at a comedy festival, but I'd, I'd excuse it. I'd show the money to go see him at a TED conference. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he is lovely. He's so lovely. He's wonderful. Makes my heart real happy. I was just thinking... Maybe, and if this is what he does, I will take back a lot of things I said about Anthony. Mm-hmm. Um, if he does a cooking demo that is him literally 
making guacamole or those hot dogs he made in the first season, if that is what he does with a self-awareness at how ridiculous he is, then I could actually get on board with this. Okay. That's where my mind just went. Okay. But I'm going to guess he's going to try and be serious in terms of his cooking and throwing in quote-unquote jokes. Yeah. And then I think he's ridiculous again. But if he was harnessing the ridiculousness of the cooking he did in season one, then I can get on board. From a close friend reported, Hillary Clinton is still not ruling out 2020 and might go for it. Do you think she should? No. And I I say this with knowing we are both fans of Hillary. Mm -hmm. You don't think she should? No. No. Do you have any reasons? One, she's given it two goes now? Yeah, one unsuccessful primary and one unsuccessful presidential run. That's one reason. Two, I, so like you said, I do like Hillary, but I also believe the pendulum swings and like, she's very moderate, Mm -hmm. but the way the pendulum swings, it goes all the way one way, all the way back. And then it, it slowly goes to the center. That's how it works. And I, I believe that's how politics works too. It just is. It does, yeah. I think she's too moderate to go for it again. Um, I think her time's over. Uh, I think someone more more progressive needs to be the voice. I'm so torn on it. And I think I'm just getting into in, into her head or what I imagine her head to be too much. Because mm. if she had lost fair and square, 100%, I don't think she should. Because I, I agree with you. I think it's time for more progressive people, mm-hmm. younger people, different people who have not been on the public stage for the last yeah. 89 years to take a stab. But I just... I feel what she must feel, that she should have been president and it was stolen from her. And part of me is pushing for that comeback. But this is part of the pendulum swinging. She's up against the same, I assume, up against the same... I don't believe that'll be the case, but yes. You that's... don't believe... Okay. No, I think he's out within the year. Oh, thank God. But... Um... <laughs> thank God I think it. <laughs> I, believe, I believe strongly in what you think. Um, it's still this... Very much a similar machine. Yeah. So this is, again, part of, like, the pendulum swinging. Like, to break down that machine, you got to go all the way over. You're and, right. And, like, I love Alexandria... Cortez. Ocasio-Cortez. Ocasio-Cortez. AOC. Um, I think she's amazing. She is speaking what people need to hear, and I think she's a contender in the future. Um, not this time, and I'm sure she... Feels the same way. Um, and she shouldn't be. Like, being a presidential contender would take away what I think is a lot of her strength right now. Where yes. she can, like, call truth to power in a way where she doesn't care if she offends anybody. Yeah, exactly. She is. And you're totally right. Like, right now her goal is to take down the big players um, in various districts. And so her job, like, her job right now is looking for the right people to run in various areas to build a new generation of yeah politicians which is very exciting um but someone like her someone who is speaking that kind of um truth to power but who's more established who who isn't doing the same work that she's doing right now who has that um also the money to like run for president should be running part of the reason i think i'm empathetic towards a 
possible Hillary run or Hillary wanting to run is that Bernie Sanders is clearly allowed to run without anyone saying boo. And I fuck am him. so tired of Bernie Sanders. Oh Get him out God. of here. What are you gonna pick? Topics. Can we talk? Like all the colors of the rainbow, so are the gays of the week. Jarrett, who's your gay of the week? I am throwing it out to Mayor, I'm going to butcher it, Mayor Pete, but the last time I'm going to butcher, uh, Pete Buttigieg? Buttigieg? Anyways, he's the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, and he has announced he is going to seek the Democratic presidential nomination in, for 2020, and he is an out and proud married gay man. He just got married in the last year. And... I think in Canada, gay politicians aren't necessarily the newest thing. And I think it's amazing to see in America that there's going to be at least a candidate out there from a country who several years ago couldn't even get married. Yeah. From a country that their last actual president, Barack Obama, when he was elected, still didn't, at least publicly, support the legalization of gay marriage. Mm -hmm. So I think it's huge that gay rights have come so far, so fast, that this man can go forward and run and skip for the presidential nomination. And I think that's fantastic. I hope he does us proud. You never know. I don't know much about him, but I hear good things. And I think it's going to be exciting to watch and an interesting voice on the stage. I'm excited to see how he does. I hope that he... You know, when you see all the candidates lined up in the debates, I hope that he's shifted further onto the inside. But I hope that he campaigns well enough in the next several months that he gets to possibly be one of the top contenders. Yeah, with the realization that going from mayor to presidential candidate is a big leap. Yeah, like, that's fine. Very few people do that, though. So it's going to be a tough road. So I don't think we should take it upon his gayness if he doesn't do well. True. Uh, but I think it's important to celebrate this moment. Mm-hmm. No, I think he's he's amazing. A friend of mine goes to uh, and oh, a friend of mine works at the University of Notre Dame and uh, has only the best things to say about Mayor Pete. Does she know him? Um, I'm under the impression she sort of knows him, but I don't think she like says hi to him every day or anything. So, like, not enough to, like, she says hi. And she says, oh, I was just listening to my friend's podcast. And that she doesn't have to say thousands and thousands. Like, she can lie. Yeah. And say they have millions of Democratic primary voters in their audience. And he should come on. Like, that close? I I mean, they could be. And we could get her to ask. Uh, and also, like, would that really be a lie? If he were to be on, all of those people might listen to the interview. That's true. All right, at the very least, if she can't, we should, like, Instagram tag him or something. Like done, the kids do. done. I think it'll work. My Gay of the Week is another gay politician. Uh, this one is from Canada. Uh, Sven Robinson, who has just announced and officially has now been nominated to run for the New Democratic Party of Canada in Burnaby North Seymour, um which is a relatively new riding. Uh, he used to be a member of parliament here. Um, how long ago was that? I believe 
Older than the 10 year challenge? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not 20, but I think older than the 10. Yeah. Um, and he was, sorry, uh, Jerry, I, you are a huge fan of Svend. Um, I'm just a, I'm a big fan, but I, I'm not as familiar with all of his policies, but he, wasn't he the one who got, he worked on getting trans rights into the human rights. That only happened like two years ago. Oh God. That was Bill Sixay. Oh, right. Bill, Svend, you know. Same writing, same. I was going to say Burnaby. Burnaby. Um, They're the same lineage. Yeah, exactly. Um, But he is, go ahead. He was the first openly gay member of parliament in Canada. He fought for a lot of things. He stood by a woman's side as she uh, euthanized herself and was arrested for that. And he was at the forefront of a lot of issues and someone who's not afraid to speak out in any sense of the word. Mm-hmm. Which he's already made very clear twice in recent political history. Um, so I'm excited to see what his run means. Uh, and I can't wait to see him run for this uh, this election. Uh, the Canadian federal election is in October of 2019. So we have a few months to see what more comes of it. Uh, I think he'll do very well. As you said, I'm a big fan of Svend. I think his views are something that need to be brought back a little more into the politics mm-hmm. of this country. But just to wind it back to something we were talking about, I have this one nagging edge in me that's slightly worried that maybe that this is a sign that we don't have the next generation of people to pass it on to. Oh, Oh my god, do you want to talk politics? Because I can talk about that. Okay, here's what I have to say. One, you are correct. We, so far, our parties have not done a great job of instilling confidence in and building the skills of the next generation. I think the next next generation of politicians is being well taken care of Mm -hmm. but this in-between phase is really rocky but two i believe here it's this is a weird one it's like i believe in politics of losing but like i don't necessarily want to say that sven's gonna lose but like i think there's a possibility it's a very difficult writing Mm -hmm. but i also think there's a value in him being in the spotlight in the media spotlight and speaking out against some of the things that we are seeing politically Um, and it's better for him to be in that spotlight as a candidate than as someone who used to be an MP. Very true. Um, cause then he kind of looks washed up. Yeah. Whereas right now he's a candidate again. He's back in it. And everyone, in everyone's excited about it. It is. Like, and I'm glad that that's the response. Deal. But, um, he doesn't have to win for what he has to say to make an impact. And I guess, <laughs> Sorry. That kind of ties back into what I was saying before about presidential candidates. Because I was worried about being ageist. I was worried about saying, like, new generation, like, the old ones need to get out of here. Um, Which isn't really what I mean. I just mean, like, certain um, perspectives need to move on. Uh, And I think Spend is someone who still has... Who has maintained a fresh perspective yeah. on what's happening um, and isn't afraid to speak out. Well, and that's why we're excited about him, along with a lot of other people. And that's why he's uh, 
my gay of the week. We got a little political in that one. Just a little bit. Yeah, it's okay. We didn't. We said it was something we weren't gonna do to ourselves. We said that, but it can happen. It felt good. Yeah. And it feels good. Do it. And the world's political. That's right. Politics affects every part of our lives. Exactly. So. And I hope we are affecting a good part of your life and making it happy. And if you're loving that and if you're getting happy, you should follow us on Instagram at Gay Best Friends Podcast. You should, uh, you should subscribe to us on your listening app and uh, give us a like and a review. Also, just so you know, Ashley is dying to give some like life advice. So if any of our listeners have a question about anything, send it into our email at gaybestfriendspodcast at gmail.com or any other avenue we've said. And you might hear Ashley's opinion on it. That's right. But remember, it's gaybestfriendspodcast at gmail.com. Just, you did say it right, Jarrett, but I just want to make sure people know that okay. it's, a, it's plural. I don't know what happens if he goes to gay best friend. We should try. We should email them and see what happens. Okay. <laughs> but thank you again all for listening. We'll chat at you again next week. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Bye.